Welcome to Life is a Metaphor mini podcast, where we explore the many metaphors that life has to offer. You know, there are some metaphors that I use so regularly (laughs) that it doesn't even occur to me to talk about them on this podcast or to like go to the trouble of fleshing them out. But I found myself using this one that is even kind of cliche in the world. Like people do use it um, the other day. And I thought, you know, I use, I'm like sitting here spending so much time this week talking about this one because it came up in several different contexts. Like, why don't I ever talk on it? I mean, it's, probably worth noting um even if it's sort of a oh man this is going to be good well-traveled uh metaphor uh the reason it's going to be good is because this metaphor is all about taking the road um less traveled versus the well-worn path um so (laughs) i just set myself up for that one um all right so yes here we go then Uh, I use this metaphor often. I talk about it a lot. It's helped me a lot in my own personal life to really flesh things out, um, understand me versus others in a lot of different ways. Uh, And this is this really simple metaphor of going for a walk in the forest and either going for a walk on a well-beaten, well-worn path or going off on the road less traveled In fact, the road not even traveled at all, hacking your own way through the forest, um, going completely off trail and making a path of your own. So yeah, this is is the, the metaphor. And I think one of the reasons that I like it so much is because it helps me to understand both sides. Uh, all and all the in-betweens much more so without like judgment or you know sort of being demeaning to one or the other so in case I need to state it explicitly this metaphor isn't about going for a walk in the forest Um, as much as it is used for just like how you choose to live your life what path in life do you want to take what if the walk in the forest is your life And I think, you know, it's perfect, though, to use this walk in the forest because you can see how sometimes you want to go for a walk in the forest and you're totally in the mood to take the totally free style route and go off path. And that's not a problem. You know that you might get lost along the way or that it's going to be a little extra work, but hey, you want the adventure or the exploration and you don't mind getting stuck in brambles if you have to because you're going to just go off path. You want that creativity. You're up for that kind of challenge or adventure. Whereas other times you might go for a walk in the forest and you absolutely want to go on the well-worn path because you don't really want to get lost. You want to sit and contemplate something else maybe or have more um, freedom, like leisure. Uh, You want to sit and talk with a friend or walk alongside some others. And so you want that well-worn path. Um, You want to see some others along the path. You don't like that insecure feeling of not seeing others or having a check-in that, you know, there are some other people out there around you that you could reach out to if you needed to. Um, So, you know, this already just from thinking about your choice 
on some weekend afternoon going for a forest walk, you can start to see how this becomes relevant in a life path as well. Um, some people really need or want to choose a life path that is well-worn in. They want to see a very clear path. They don't want to have to really puzzle through which way to go or where the path is or whether it'll work or whether it'll lead them somewhere. They want to go on a well-worn path. So none of that puzzling or that level of like problem solving and vigilance is needed. Just go on down the path. It'll get you somewhere. Um, and they're not willing to take the risk that there might be a bunch of roadblocks or problems that come up. They just want to go. It can even get them there faster, you know, because there aren't any blocks and they know they're going somewhere. It may not be the, you know, choice of their choice, you know, uh, um, the, the location of their wildest fantasies precisely as they named it. No, because it's leading to a place that the well-worn path gets you, you know. So there may not be the creative freedom in deciding on where they want to go, but that's totally a trade-in that they're willing to do because they just want to go down this path that gets them there faster perhaps or that is so worn in or wide that lots of people can be alongside them it is a a path that allows more company more exchange with others more seeing others along the way that check-in or being able to reach out to others along the way um it's definitely like a more social <laughs> kind of path um and maybe that's what they want. Maybe efficiency even, you know, efficiency in getting there uh, the fastest way. Or like I was talking about before, leisure, you know, uh, maybe they want it to be um, kind of leisurely. And it's definitely going to require less of them uh, in terms of, you know, work and um, stress to just go on a path that is already worn in. So you can see some benefits there. And then there are other people who really want to take that adventurous off path um, route where they are having to do a lot of work because they might have to like bring out their machete and just hack down trees because trees might be in their way. And um, they won't know which way to go. So they're going to have to kind of look ahead and stay aware and vigilant of like what they think the best path is. Oh, I think, you know, the, the hills will be less if I go this way or and they're going to have to make some guesses and they might be wrong or, you know, this is where I think the brush is less thick and they are going to perhaps run into a stumbling block or a problem that needs to be solved like every few paces. And that's the risk they're willing to take because it is still worth the adventure. They don't mind the work or the cutting down of the trees. What they want is the feeling like they're creating the path and that they're discovering uh, unseen stuff or new things that others might not know about or that just haven't been explored before uh, or even just like discovering it for themselves you know they they want to do that and they don't mind some of the drawbacks um, like having to 
do a lot of problem solving or deal with a lot of duress, <laughs> a lot of extra work, uh, maybe inefficiency even. Yeah, it might slow them down. They don't mind. Instead, the adventure, the ride is worth it. Um, and yeah, maybe they even have like a uh, like a calling or something to um, create a path for someone else. I mean, we use these terms trailblazers <laughs> for a reason. Like someone has to forge the path. Someone has to make a path. Someone's got to be the forerunner, the one that goes down there. And maybe they even feel compelled or, you know, like they're doing an act of service to create this path so that um, others could then continue down it. And so maybe they're not just going to pass through for their own selves as an adventure, but they're going to pass through and then, you know, spend some time widening the path so that another could follow it. Um, yeah, all these different things that interest us for our life path, you know. Um, then, of course, I mean, it has to be mentioned that... <laughs> and then I'm chuckling because I think a lot of people really tell themselves that there's this middle path, this middle path. They can strike the balance perfectly in between and they can do this road less traveled, but it'll still be a road, you know? So they'll have the ease of being on a worn in path that they could like see and follow, but it'll be the road less traveled. So it'll be like thinner and it won't be as trafficked and it'll be a little more like an adventure and they'll be able to kind of feel the best of both worlds. And, you know, I chuckle because I kind of think there's a little bit of naivety in that um, or a little bit of impossibility. I think it's beautiful. Yeah, man. Like, try to strike the middle of what you're interested in. But just like with anything, and especially like with paths in the forest, <laughs> like... You don't get to like come up with the perfect blend or the perfect blend doesn't always exist in that way that you think it will. Um, because I think that people that are trying to find that middle path that, um, you know, this is a blend of the road less traveled, but yet it's still a road, um, you know, that kind of thing. Mm, you know, it's like you start going down that path and um, if it's actually not very traveled, if it is uh, actually off the beaten path and, you know, pretty sparsely traveled, then you're probably, it's not going to provide quite the level of ease that you might hope because you will probably take 10 steps in and maybe lose the path and be like, oh my gosh, now I can't tell if it goes this way or this way. There's a tree in the way or like the brush has grown back in and I can't really tell. And oh my gosh, I'm going to have to bring out my machete and like cut through something anyway. And I, wait a minute, I thought I wasn't going to have to do all this machete hacking and all this inefficient stuff. I thought I was going to be able to kind of enjoy a path. Um, but oops, like because it's not so traveled, it isn't like quite as easy. And I'm kind of doing some of the same work as those guys that that are just carving their own path or doing anyway, darn. Um, and on the flip side, if it is traveled enough to provide the ease of a nice worn in footpath, then it probably won't provide that level of adventure or creativity um, that the other 
folks might be seeking. You know, it's like, yeah, okay, here I am. I'm on this path. It's a skinny path instead of a wide path, but it's still a solid path. And so here I am. I'm just going and just going and following the path. And there's not as much of that like, woo, I get to like problem solve or be an active participant in this. I'm a passive participant just walking down this path that's already worn in. And, you know, they might not find as much of that, um, wow, I'm really discovering something. Wow, I really feel like an explorer. Uh, they probably won't feel as much of that because if it's worn in enough to actually be able to see it, <laughs> then it's going to be traveled by others and it won't feel quite as new and fresh and exhilarating um, in that other way that they're hoping. So, you know, the balance... The balance isn't always perfect, but hey, like there's, I'm basically saying this because it's like, and there's a bunch in between, you know, and there's a bunch in between and you can try to strike it in between, but sometimes life has other plans and it's like, oh <laughs> yeah, but it, I had to hack with the machete anyway. And I could have just carved my own path because I had to do it anyway. Or dang it, I could have just gone on that big road with all the other people because like it actually ended up being kind of a passive trip after all because it was pretty worn in. And um, I don't know if like there was anything adventurous about that. Um, so, you know, that happens. <laughs> That's the middle. Um, but as you can see, like this, this sort of thinking of these paths um, is such a great metaphor that I refer to a lot. Because people really are doing this exact thing in their lives, you know, um, all the time. I know I am, where it's like, how much do I need want that worn in path versus how much do I need want the totally untraveled path, of like carving my own road, because in life, it's like, do I need to, do I want to write my own rules, write my own story, live by my own uh, sort of hand? Or do I want to go with some rules that are already well established or some paths or some structure that are already well established for the other, the ease and the efficiency or whatever um, is that road more traveled kind of benefit? And it's tough not to, I don't know, just like diminish the people that are doing things differently or um, especially if you're having a hard time, like, because huh, there are benefits to both. So there are going to be times when the person on the path that is wide and well-worn in really envies and struggles with like oh I kind of want what's going on on that like freedom trail over there where they're just like carving their own path through the wilderness you know and there are going to be times when the person carving their own path in the wilderness is going to look over and be like oh I totally envy the ease of those people on that trail. I mean, this is getting fatiguing. I'm just like chopping a new tree down every five seconds. I don't even know if I'm getting anywhere, you know? And there's definitely going to be times where both looks at what the other has and thinks like, ah, man, I want that. Because there are positives to both. But the way life is, you often have to kind of draw your lines in the sand of which one is a more important priority and go with that. And of course, hope that you can strike a solid balance. I mean, I'm by no means saying that you shouldn't try like crazy to strike some sort of middle. Um, I just think that often we think middle is so attainable and we 
um, kind of like get disappointed <laughs> that it didn't happen for us quite the way we thought. So I, I, it was just saying like, you know, it's not always a perfect middle no matter what. So you do have to sort of understand where your priority lies. It is very much like any sort of other, uh, like I'm going to say introvert, extrovert, where, yeah, man, you might really be a lot of both or like masculine, feminine, any polarities. Of course you're both. Of course you are. We all are, you know. Um, you have attributes of both, introvert, extrovert, all of the things, you know. Um, but it does help in a deeper self-knowing and certainly when it comes down to decision-making and life choices, which is something that we're faced with all the time, to know which percentage you have a little more of. And even if it's like 51%, 49%, like it's still good to know. I mean, it's very rare <laughs> that anyone would ever be half and half, like in a perfect way. And so that inner knowing and asking yourself those questions about like which one carries a little bit more weight, even if it's only a little bit, really helps because then you have something that you can prioritize and then you can know that about yourself. And it has helped a lot with me. Um to kind of know, okay, uh, for me, um, I have to be on the no path. <laughs> the zero path exists, cut your own out of the forest because that's just me. And it really helps me um, to kind of know why, you know? Um, and for me, it's like, it looks really great in that uh, well-worn path. And I totally get why people would like it. Um, and it's like all the reasons that we already listed, you know, there's definitely more um, sort of reassurance and comfort on that path. There's more ease. There's more efficiency. There's more sureness of where you're going to get to. Um, there's all of that stuff. There's more people to reach out to, more social sort of um, check-in. But for me, it also was really like boring. It, it sort of um, becomes mind-numbing. It doesn't provide me with the stimulation that I need. Um, it is cumbersome <laughs> to be off path and to be out in the woods hacking your own trail and to not know where you're actually going to end up and to um, constantly have to stay alert and vigilant of what's happening and associate what you just saw with what you're seeing ahead with what's happening now and like draw all these um, connections. It can be absolutely exhausting. But it's the kind of stimulation that I need. I'm like understimulated if I'm not associating these things and like being very active in this creative way of like carving my own path. It is cumbersome. <laughs> it is fatiguing. Sometimes it feels really inefficient to just be like, oh my gosh, problem after problem after problem after problem. Um, I absolutely get fatigued with that too. But you know, it's just like, if I'm really being honest with myself, I do need that level of discovery and exploration and stimulation. It's like I need to be engaged to that level um, in order to stay 
engaged in life, you know, in order to not be in a deep depression of boredom or something like that. Whereas um, another person, you know, and the, the reason I even used this metaphor recently was um, because I was talking to someone else who I believe, I mean, but it's up to them to decide what I know about them. I believe they happen to be someone that will do better on the well-worn end path because um, even though they kind of think like, ooh, it's really cool what you guys are doing out here, you know, um, just cutting your own path. Like how creative, how cool I want to explore. Like that makes sense. That makes sense. Of course you would want to do that. I mean, like at both sides are fun. Come and do it a little bit, you know, but like understand that you'll probably at the end of the day want to jump back on that other path because this is like an amusement or a novelty to you. Um, it isn't like your actual, you know, path or whatever. I mean, because it makes really good sense to me that I need that stimulation constantly, but for this person, it would be just like, what forces them into depression you know maybe the the monotony or the boredom or something of the um or the passiveness of the well-worn empath would like force me into this disengaged sort of depression state but for this person that constant problem coming up every time or having to be on top of everything at all moments that would be so overstimulating that it would like wear them down to a nub where they had like no energy left and it would like give them no energy and they would go into a overstimulation kind of depression where it's like I don't even have hope in the world because I'm going nowhere, you know, because they would feel like they're just cutting trees and still going nowhere. And that would really lead them into they have no reassurance and no check-in posts of people passing them. And it would lead them into kind of a hopelessness um, or a depression. And you can see how both are so valid. I mean, you know, by no means was it an insult of any kind for me to say like, yeah, I don't think this is where you're going to want to hang out. Um, and that's also just my opinion, but you know, the, it seemed to me like it would be just grading them down to a nub. Whereas for me, um, the hopelessness would be in such a passivity that I had no creative hand in it, um, that I would feel so like detached and disengaged and like disembodied that I, that would create the depression for me. Um, so anyway, just like introvert, extrovert, like Everybody gets energized from different things, you know. Introverts get introver uh, <laughs> energized from being alone. It doesn't mean that they hate being around people. This is the misconception. They might love being around people and be really good at it and not be shy at all. But they actually get most fueled up by being alone. Um, and again, some people say, well, I'm fueled up by both. Yes. Okay, cool. But are you most fueled up by being alone or are you most fueled up by being with people? And which one is going to energize you the most percentages wise? Because there's then at least we have that information to start making that prioritization. So anyway, um, I feel like those things kind of help. And, you know, we only shoot ourselves in the foot when we just say, oh, it's both. I like them all. 
yes, we all like them all, <laughs> you know, like, of course you would. Just like the person that's like, hey, it's so cool what you're doing out here. I want to come and like take a turn with that machete. And, you know, of course they want to try it. Like they get energized by it some too. But like, which one energizes you the most? Which one is the one that fuels you up the most? Is, are you energized by creating your own path no matter what problem is happening? Do you get energized by solving problems? Or does it like wear you down to a nub if you don't have the reassurance of, you know, passivity and being able to like relax and, uh, you know, just mindlessly walk down the path a little bit, you know, in this way that's like, I don't have to stay alert and be solving a problem every second, you know, it just, it's what energizes you, which one, um, which one energizes you more? Because the other thing is true too. It's like, even though I'm sitting here saying that I love solving the problems and Oh, I love passivity too sometimes. I love the idea of being able to stroll and let my mind wander without having to be like alert all the time. Um, so it's not as though I don't get energized by that. I absolutely do. Um, but yeah, it's just about, you know, sort of pathways in life because life makes us make these decisions. Um, so yeah, I don't know. And I think the last thing I'll say about it, um, just to kind of like drive home how it has helped me like or to give an example of um I think uh it has helped me in lots of different layers of ways and I've already explained some but then there's this other layer of just understanding other people more and not getting disappointed as much um I will definitely admit that um at other times in my life you know, it does sort of, in my attempts to strike a middle balance, in my attempts to get to be out by myself in the woods, hacking the forest down and carving my own path, um, but envying the ease of the well-worn in path and some of the teammate element that they get to have, some of the social um, people with them kind of team mentality that the other ones have on the well-worn in path so much more easily I was like really hoping to strike this middle balance and so then when somebody would be like oh it's really cool what you're doing out here it's so cool you're you know creating your own path that sounds fun that sounds like could be a cool adventure or nice to explore let's do it and I'd be like oh yes let's do it and I would sort of think okay this person can be that thing, that teammate. Like this will, we can have the best of both worlds. We can have the ease um, of like team, more ease because we're a team and we can have the social aspect because there's a team and, um, you know, but we can still be creatively carving on our own path out here and like deciding what to do and staying vigilant together. And, you know, we can have the best of both worlds. And that's not a bad idea uh, to team up with someone. That is a great way to have the best of both of those worlds but a lot of times when that would happen the person saying wow this is so cool and saying they wanted to to come out there and do it was sometimes a person who is really more of a well-worn path person and I was believing like okay cool you know but it was their fascination with the cutting your own path thing was because it was so novel to them or because it was so different or because it was a cup that wasn't really getting filled. And um, 
So they would kind of like jump in as like a novelty and be very quickly like, oh yeah, like, ooh, this is rough. I gotta, I gotta get back to my other stuff. Like this isn't for me. Um, and then I would get disappointed, but it's like, oh, if I had just like kind of seen this more clearly and realized like, oh, when somebody comes with this like, you know, almost crazy level fascination with that off-beaten path kind of thing or the other way, you know, like the other way. I mean, somebody that's been out there in the woods hacking with their machete, you know, solving problems and they've just gotten exhausted. They're going to be like really fascinated almost to the point of just like um, kind of obsessive need, like thirst (laughs) for that um, ease of that really beaten in path. And you can almost feel it off of somebody where it's like, okay, so you're on the beaten path for like a couple ticks here because you like need it like you need water and you're like desperate for it. Um, but it'll die quickly. Like that desperation for it is, you'll, you'll be here for a few minutes, but then, you know, you're probably going to jump back off path, right? Um, and you can kind of feel that energy because it's almost like a polarization that got built up Um and so the the person is like magnetized to the other, um, but it's just to freaking rebalance or whatever. They're going to be moving on. Um, I don't know. I don't even know if that matters to other people. But for me, it was just helpful for me to understand other people better. It was a way for me to say like, oh, yeah, okay. But like this person wants to do it in a novelty way, but it's not like it doesn't energize them to like hack through the woods and do this creative thing or it probably would have occurred to them a long time ago (laughs) you know um or or they're you know it will wear them down to a nub to have to do this level of vigilance all the time you can tell you know uh just like you can tell um that it will like wear somebody down um to have to just be on that beaten in path like there are certain people that you know, that becomes like so disengaging that they feel like the walking dead um, because they're not getting to like be creative and solve the problems and whatever, you know, we've covered it. <laughs> I don't need to repeat it. Um, but yeah, it just sort of helped me to understand people, but to get disappointed less, to sort of see the whole dynamic of it. Like, oh, this is what's going on. Um, you know, I don't have to feel like, wow, this person said they were coming along as a teammate. And now they've kind of abandoned me. And like, what's wrong with this path? Should I abandon this path? I mean, they found it better to, you know, jump off this path. I mean, look how relieved they were when they got off of it. And it's like, oh, well, you know. It's still good to ask yourself those questions, but seeing the whole dynamic and like how it all works helped me to just get it like, oh, it's because, you know, they really needed to kind of get a drink of this other water over here. And it was not for a long term, though, it was just to like try it out and get a little fill and fill that cup, that need that they have that for this side of things. Um, but it's not their ultimate largest tank you know this isn't really the path they're going to stay on because their bigger tank um you know it's like watching an introvert go hang out with people like oh yeah they're here they're having a good time but like i understand they're an introvert and like while they are really enjoying interacting with me or with these people at this party right now great good on them but like i do understand at a deeper level their bigger tank is the alone time so they're gonna like go back to that i mean it would just be as silly as you know us thinking that like because an introvert is having fun 
um, in the midst of people that they've like become an extrovert. (laughs) No, they haven't become, they haven't like seen the light (laughs) and become an extrovert. Um, It's just, you know, that's what's happening. Uh, They are enjoying that side of themselves, even though it is the smaller side. Uh, Right. And by the same token, (laughs) as an introvert or as a, uh, like an extrovert that um, I'm, I'm an introvert, but I was saying, um, observing an extrovert read a book or really enjoy some meditation time or some alone time and like get a lot from it doesn't mean that all of a sudden they've like seen the benefit of being energized by themselves and now they're not going to be an extrovert anymore. <laughs> That's not true. Their bigger tank is still, you know. Anyways, that is what I had to say about the road less traveled and the cutting your own path through the forest metaphor that is so often used um, that I didn't even think to talk on it before. Thank you so much for listening. I've always loved playing with ideas and deepening in any way that I can. I find it brings connection back. It enlivens you, especially if you're using real play and games to do it. So come and check out all the games and stuff that we've got going on at bringconnectionback.com.